Welcome to the Inf Welcome to the Infinite Dance. I'm your host, Carrie Arata, Akashic Records reader, psychic sleuth, and spiritual guide. So, thank you so much for your patience. I took a much needed um, recharge day last week. And boy, did I need it. <laughs> and I got to spend a day at um, Lake Tahoe. So I got to go swimming and the waves were going and huge all day, which is usually not the norm. Usually it's just in the later afternoon. So that was kind of cool to just swim amongst the waves and just really recharge myself in a way that my soul really gets recharged and that's around water. So thank you again for your patience and this, I'm glad I waited. I really am because this episode I really feel will be um, great information on the process of, I keep asking you, <laughs> I keep asking questions and keep peeling back the layers and um, I really kind of came into that this week with certain things and have a clear way to um, relay that to you and show you my process in an Akashic, you know, with my Akashic um, mind of, of how to look at it, approach it, and start to integrate it. So um, first off, I am totally feeling this full moon in Aquarius that's happening Friday. Um, I am recording this on Monday, July 19th, and the full moon is this Friday, the 23rd, and it's in Aquarius, and I'm really feeling, you know, like the interconnectedness between um, relationships and how we show um And ask for what we need um, with those that we're close to. So I'm really starting to feel that already. So we'll see how that kind of transpires. Um, but I'm dubbing this episode, The Stories We Hear and the Stories We Tell. And I know I've been talking a lot about stories lately um, and changing our dialogue and, you know, interpreting what we hear and a lot of what we hear lately will start to trigger a bit especially if you're really starting to pursue or embrace um, ascension and opening the limitless options that we have in this lifetime and You know, we have the opportunity when we are in a situation that triggers us to go, okay, where is that coming from in me? And if you have the ability then to relay it to another person, um, even better, right? Because most of this stuff is happening with our loved ones. So it's people that we're, we're close to. It's our, you know, parents, siblings, um, spouses, children, so close friends. So we're really 
you know, we're really playing out these, um, these different scenarios and we're noticing them more. So, so let's get into the process then of these stories. So I'm going to relay a couple of personal um, instances I've had um, over the last couple of weeks and are, and some are, you know, longer than that. And I'll get into that. Um, and my process with, you know, where's that going? You know, where's that coming from? So again, um, the first instance is I, I think I talked about already in a past episode how healing it was to go through the living at the home in Blairsden and how tough it was when I was there. I lived there for nine months only. And I really look back at that whole experience as a healing experience. It was very difficult. Um, there were not blocks, but huge hurdles to jump over at every turn. And coming away from that and knowing the things I've healed within myself and the things I've healed or my folks and I got to heal because we were we did this whole thing together. Um, we got to really work on some generational healing and what more could you ask for, you know, coming away from a difficult situation, right? And so um, I think I had shared with you that I had taken pictures like on one last walkthrough and every room had the biggest burst of light beams coming through it that I had not experienced in that home when I was in it going through all that stuff. Um, number one, the home um, is surrounded by lodgepole pines. So physically, it was more in the shade. I mean, I would get light coming through, but not necessarily light beams, if that makes sense. Um, it was just not that kind of place. In fact, I remember thinking if I was going to stay, I was probably going to have to get some um, grow lights for the plants because I just didn't feel like they were getting enough light. So that's number one. And I had taken pictures of all the rooms and I was just astounded. I felt different in the home. It felt good knowing I was leaving the home better than I came there. Um, you know, a little bit background too. When I, when I moved into the home, it was turnkey and we knew there was going to be furniture left <clears throat> in all the rooms. And we agreed, you know, usually that happens when you purchase a home, you let you know what they're leaving and you kind of agree to it. So they left a little bit more things than we thought number one. And we were like, okay, that's fine. You know, whatever we don't use, we can, you know, sell or give away or whatever. And they ended up leaving a bunch of junk too. Like the junk drawer, like in the kitchen was left. Like they didn't take anything out of their junk drawer. And I thought, okay, this is kind of odd. Right. And there was just bits of stuff left everywhere. And the house was just kind of 
packed a little bit. Like the furniture was large. It's really large for the space, too big. And so, you know, here I'm leaving the house empty. You know, there's nothing in it. We took everything out. We sold everything that was mine that I brought with me. Of course, I kept. And then everything that wasn't, we either sold or um, gave away to family. So it, it got transmuted. But to go walk through the house and feel all the healing that had happened and the transmutation and being okay, right, being in a good place and seeing the light then come through um, was really just affirming and knowing that that's going to be left for the next person coming in, that, um, you know, good energy <clears throat> made me feel really good. So anyways, I took a bunch of pictures and I happened to um, hang out with my cousin and my sister. And so I, we were sharing a bunch of stuff um, and that was kind of nice. I hadn't seen my cousin and her boys in like four years. So it was so good to catch up with them and um, laugh. I mean, we just laughed a ton. I forgot how funny my cousin is and um seriously funny like she could do stand-up and I kind of made a mention to her about that um she's that funny but um you know and I had just a good time so I shared the the pictures with them and she was like wow that's so cool and then my sister made a mention that oh you know well it's probably just because it's summertime that you got pictures with all this light coming through and I thought you know, and I said, hey, you know, a lot of healing happened. And here's proof, you know, we, we did a lot of healing. That's a good thing, you know. And the fact that she kind of made a mention that it was, oh, well, it's just because it's summer. You know, it's kind of like that doubt. Well, it actually is doubt. You know, when I, when I prodded even more, why is she reacting like that? You know, there's this contract between the two of us. This is what's happening of uh, doubt <clears throat> with, a, with a thought story or a thought form. And we call them a negative thought form. Um, and the protocols I use um, of withholding, right? So there's a withholding of interaction or love or, or true connection, right? And when I was trying to get to this information, I was having, I kept getting diverted. Like my thoughts would go elsewhere and I was really being focused. And I think I've mentioned before, I get really, you know, I was in a meditative state. I was connected to my guides and did all my things, um, got grounded in my space. So I'm like, why am I getting diverted? And I realized her energy around this is then to divert the attention, right? Um, and why not? I mean, if it's something's difficult, why wouldn't you want to divert? So, um, so that doubt is there between us. And, you know, now that I know what that is, I can start to clear that from my energetic matrix, which of course, uh, when we start to heal ourselves, it affects all those that we are in contact with. And after I had meditated and asked for um, information about the interaction between her and I, I um, chose a card from the Water Crystal Oracle deck um, by Dr. Emoto, and I got peace. 
and it's of his power series. So, you know, peace is power. So having this sense of peace around, right, um, interactions is a bit of inner power and inner strength. And for me, this was hanging out in chakra four. Of course, I always find out what chakra um, and energetic nature is hanging out in. Um, again, we're getting specific, right? We're digging um, of where that's hanging out. So heart chakra. And, you know, getting that doubt that's hanging out there and that withholding um, to leave because it, it doesn't need to hang around. There's no reason for it to hang around. Um, it's not serving to the highest benefit. So how nice was that to find out? Really nice. And so that's just a process. And that's an example. So that's a story I shared, right? Um, and a reaction that I got that was like, well, where's that coming from? Because this was a good thing. You know, there was like a negative reaction to something good, right? So to me, that says, okay, there's something else going on here. Um, so, of course, I always want to find that out. So another example is a story I've heard a ton. It's a story I lived through, and it's a story I hear on repeat from my mom. And... So let's go way back. I was 15. Let's set the stage. I'm 15. So let's see, 72, 82. So it's 1987. Wait, 82? Yep, 1987. I'm in high school in the San Francisco Bay Area. And, you know, figuring out all the things. And I'm a fairly introverted kid. I mean, I had friends. Um, I did sports. I had done dance up until about a year before this. So I danced every week and performed. Um, but I had stopped because I just wanted something different and you not know, experience something new. Um, always curious. And um, even at a young age, and again, my soul registers as Mintakin. And wanting to have soul growth, right? I was very aware of this, even if I wasn't consciously knowing exactly what I was doing, but aware of this at a young age. So I ended up um, making friends with a gal who was different than me, a lot different than me. You know, she had a different um demeanor. She was, um, a lot more aggressive than I am and had, a had a desperate quality to her. And I think that's what made me a little attracted to her. Like, what was she so desperate for? And there was always kind of like this, you know, there was, the, we met, there was this meeting of, okay, let's explore, you know, we're 15, let's explore things, and um, granted, I think it was a time of MTV, so I remember being at her house, and like, Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle, 
came on, right? So that was right when they came out and just going like, whoa, what is this? And it was so cool to see videos back in the day, by the way, um, as they were coming out on MTV. Um, I found it to be the coolest. I couldn't get enough of that. Um, but so that's setting the, the stage. And again, um, being 15 and curious just about life, you know. And so I made friends with this gal and... <laughs> We would hang out quite a bit, and she didn't live very far, so we lived in the pretty much a similar neighborhood of the town we grew up in, and um, I remember one time going to um, her, her mom inviting me to go shopping with her and her grandma, so we all went to Nordstrom's, and were shopping and again her we were with her grandma and her mom right and they were well off I mean you know comfortable there it wasn't like buying a shirt or a new dress or a pair of shorts was a big deal and um as we were there my friend decided she wanted to steal things and um she said you know let's steal something and so I remember her stealing I don't know what it was I can't even remember what piece of clothing she stole, but she stole something. We had gone to the bathroom at one point, and when we went to wash our hands, there was a pair of earrings on the sink. So somebody had left a pair of earrings, and she took them. And I thought, well, why do you need those? Do you even like them? You know. Um, and I don't remember what she said, or even if I had relayed that to her. So, I ended up taking, like, the ugliest shirt you could find. It wasn't even something I would have worn back then, I don't think. I was kind of a little bit more into neutral colors. And it was red and white, like, picnic table checked. You know, it was like a little half top. Um, that were, it was a little bit more fitted than the ones that are popular today. Um. So a little bit more fitted on the body. Anyways, I took that. And, of course, we got caught. And I was mortified. I was so mortified that I was just crying. And the police, the undercover gal, was the one who planted those earrings because she knew my friend was stealing things. And so she was following us. And um, I was crying and crying. And when I, like... I called my parents. They were like, okay, don't let your daughter hang out with this girl. She's bad news, you know, and all this stuff. And I remember feeling terrible for doing it. And I remember feeling bad for my friend too. Like, in a didn't know why, but I felt bad for her. And I can't remember. Oh gosh, I'm having such a hard time remembering way back then. But she had invited me or I decided I needed to like stay at her house for like a week or something. And I remember my mom was like, what, why do you want to go live at her house? And so I did. And I like packed a bag and like stayed in her room. And, you know, I don't think they like her family ate dinner as a family or anything. And I remember her dad sort of being around, but not really. 
like there wasn't a lot of communication um and that like we kind of just hid out in her room but after about two days my mom came to the house and said you're coming home and she even brought like flowers you know and I was like okay and I was like fine you know and um I remember thinking back then like yeah I was ready like I saw what it was like to be in somebody else's home and around somebody else's family and I was kind of ready to get back to my own room with my own family so it was no big deal you know that my mom came so you know that was that well you think you know but here we are however many years later and I'm still hearing this story and so I heard it again this morning and I, so I asked my mom, I said, hey, you know, not to judge, but what is making you want to relay this story to me again that we both know? And I lived through, and we lived through. And she said, well, because it really affected me. And I said, well, but what part affected you? You know, what? because we know the gal was troubled. You know, there was, uh, well, I'm not even sure exactly what was going on in the family, but there was some kind of abuse. Um, whether it was the mom or the kids, um, you know, some kind of abuse, um, you know, going on within the family. I mean, I remember the dad got us like, you know, drugs at one point, which is, you know, what father gets their kids drugs. Um, but that happened. And, you know, so I'm, I'm prodding my mom like, what is it? You know, finally she says, I was so hurt that you wanted to leave, you know, and she started to cry and I thought, okay, yeah, you know, and I'm crying and, I, and I'm thinking we're getting somewhere, you know, she needed to let me know that she was hurt and she never let me know, um, outright until this time. But that's why I say these stories we hear, these stories we hear loved ones tell us over and over again, they have so much weight. There's so much more to them than just the repetition of the story itself. There's something else there. There's a hurt. There's a um, pain that's attached to it um, that they're not divulging um, yet. Um, so, you know, my mom said, you know, she was hurt and that was like great not that she was hurt um but the, the fact that I wanted to leave you know and that was hurtful to her but now we know why that needed to be repeated you know and why I say keep asking questions and keep peeling back the layers because the more we do that the more we can start to see the truth behind something, right? Because um, this gal was, you know, not great news. Um, and for some reason, my family, not just myself and my mom and my dad and I, but my family, because my brother ended up dating her when we got out of high school for not very long. But she ended up stealing something from my sister. I mean, it was just like, you know, for some reason, our family had to go through stuff with this gal and it, you know it wasn't so much her family because we didn't really interact with her family at all it was just her um but 
for a Mintaken, because I brought up my Mintaken soul affiliation, you know, there's a bit of a, a, a cause to champion, right? And it's innate in you. Um, if you see somebody who is struggling, even if they're not telling you, right? There was obviously some abuse in the home. I didn't know exactly what it was. And maybe I've pushed that really far down. Um, but she was hurting. And so she acted out in all these ways, stealing and doing lots of drugs and, um, you know, just not being a great person to be around, kind of having a dark shadow. And I've not done any energy work around this uh, friend um, or gal that, you know, was a friend. Um, but I remember my mom saying that when she would get in our car, that she would just had a dark shadow always around her. And that is significant in soul development and soul um, having a soul attached that's not aligned to light um, or a soul being negatively affiliated. So that's what that looks like and how it can affect and how a whole family, right, will need to interact with and how they will interact with somebody who isn't great. Um, but to release those patterns, right? Because going back even further, you know, in my mom's history, you know, there was a lot of leaving the home or asking to leave the home and her family. So it's a touchy subject and it's a sensitive subject. So then to have me say, well, maybe I need to leave and go live with this person who has a dark cloud around them and has um, some major healing that they need to have happen, um, you know, there was this curiosity for me then to be around her and her family. But that didn't last very long, thank goodness, um, because it wasn't great. So, you know, the stories we hear people tell us all the time, and the stories we're telling other people all the time, you know, we really get to kind of step back and ask, why are we telling these stories over and over again? And how, if somebody, if you do tell somebody a story and you're telling a story about something that was dear to your heart or a great epiphany of, of healing and of, getting past hard emotions, getting past a hard time and not having a, a reaction that's even neutral, right? Um, having somebody discredit that or try to doubt it and how hurtful that can be because that all we have is our experiences, right? To share with others 
and nobody knows what we're going through unless we tell them. You know, people try to guess all the time and they try to um, make excuses, right? Well, I just thought you were going to. Uh, yeah, but that wasn't my intention at all. So instead of asking me what my intentions are or listening to what I'm saying and how I'm feeling and how I'm talking to you about things, isn't that a better space to be in um, than to just judge, right? But how often do we get into that judgment and we step into it? very easily. Um, it's something we all very easily jump into. So I invite you to step back and truly listen, truly listen to the stories. And when you ask a question, take the person's emotions into account, right? Because sometimes it's hard for us to tell a story, um, especially if we start to say, well, now I feel, you know, X, Y, and Z from this, right? I feel scared or I feel sad or I feel hurt. And these are all things that are hard to say to each other. Um, but we have this chance to do it. We have this opportunity to learn to speak differently to each other, to give each other that space to try it a different way. You know, when we do things the same old way, you're if you want a different result, right, then... Uh, I think there's like a saying, like, is that just crazy? Um, you know, is that just staying in a craziness that you expect something to turn out differently? If you keep doing the same method, you know, because the only things we're really guaranteed of are change and things changing. And when we have the chance to change them for better, for the better of all of us, that's, that's amazing. And these things are not easy. <laughs> these things are not easy to come by, to realize, or to interact with. You know, again, we all have free will. All have our own baggage. We're maneuvering around and then, you know, with. So having these different ways to... Um, start to understand or start to see or be open to, you know, we really have these opportunities that we get to interact with. And that's, that's all we can ask for, really. Um, You know, heart healing, right? Heart healing, especially when stuff hangs out in heart chakra. 
you know, we're told we need to um, not show emotions or not react or interact. And that's a false, that's a false truth that we've been living by. Um, it is okay to interact with each other. It is okay to be curious. What's going on here? Why is this happening? Um, and to not just let that something slide by. And it's not that you want to be pokey or, you know, nosy, but to make sure everybody's okay. Um, you know, this could, this could be a lot of times, um, a life or death situation, um, that we're, you know, interacting with. So, um, those that aren't open to are going to have a hard time with the ascension and with this new earth energy that's coming in. And we've been in now for a while, you know, we're going to see them resisting rational thought or actions in situations. So we're going into, you know, Leo season here too. So, you know, Leo, lion, strength, um, courage, you know, we really get this chance now to embrace um, these interactions that are difficult with this courage and with this strength. You know, we've got this backing um, to come in and help us because, you know, when you continue to hear, um, and I'm getting a little bit more into now the stories we're hearing too, um, when you hear somebody taking an oppressive side or an oppressive um, stance, when you're interacting, when you're relaying your truth, your experience, um, you're setting a boundary. These are all very healthy things to do. And when somebody decides they need to um, take this oppressive stance, and a lot of times, you know, it can look like um, somebody playing like a devil's advocate. They'll say that, right? And if this is something that you feel the need to do often, I invite you again to step back and ask yourself why. Why are you needing to doubt another person's experience, number one? And um, what's the point? Right. So if you ask yourself why you're doing it, is it that you truly think you're being helpful? Right. And maybe that maybe there is a helpful element to it. Or is it just that you thought it like you can think of it? Right. It just because you can think of something does not mean it needs to be a part of how you discuss somebody's experience. Or what they're going through. Um, as if they're coming from, I was hurt by, or this scared me, 
or I'm really having a hard time with this, try, and not to say that we wouldn't want to, maybe give another side, okay? That's not it at all. But first, address how the person's doing. You know, how the person that's in front of you, your friend, your spouse, your parent, your child, how are they doing? How are they feeling? Um, what do they need? I had a friend uh, one time ask me when I was very in front of her, going through a very tough time in a situation, and she said, you know, Carrie, what, what can I do to help make it 10% better? So then, then you're putting the focus on the person that's in front of you. You know, the, maybe you're not going to be able to wave a magic wand and make everything perfect, right? But how can we make it 10% better so that you can maybe start to feel a little clear-headed or, um, you know, maybe not feel so dire in a situation or about a situation or an experience? Um, you know, I think it's a good chance for us, you know, and it's hard, but this is not easy, right? So these are, these are little tips and things coming in that are great to be reminders and things we hear about over and over again, because it's not going to be easy to think about these, right? It's not going to be easy to um, implement these in every situation. So don't think this is like, oh, wow, we're just going to, you know, go have these like great smooth interactions, right? But how do we see things that more as an opportunity as a, as opposed to a all out, you know, fail or bad situation, right? How do we see these as opportunities? And, you know, I'm trying to do this all the time. I mean, and there's times I, you know, if somebody triggers me and I can, you know, go, you know, from zero to five, right? Um, and five's the, like the most, you know, abrupt or, um, feelings about a situation if I get triggered, right? So it's like, okay, why am I getting triggered? You know, um, I'm getting triggered and responding. Even if I get upset, right? I can not maybe get as upset or as sad or, you know, sad, you know, thinking it's just me, right? Getting that ego out of the way. All right. What is, so I'm mad. I'm, I'm upset but let's kind of work through this, right? Um, to see where it's actually coming from. So I invite you and I do this myself. I'm doing this a lot, you know, taking a deep breath and asking, is that thought that's coming in when I'm hearing somebody relay an experience or talk about something is what I'm going to say then, and, you know, is it kind? Is it helpful? Is it necessary? And I'm sure you've heard all of those before. But I think that's really good um, questions to ask ourselves. Am I being helpful to that person in this moment? Um, is it necessary to bring up? And is it kind? You know, is it kind to say that? And these are all things to, to ponder and continue to ask questions for. Because, you know, 
I am a big proponent for asking lots of questions. So anyways, those are my processes with situations and um, how I get to, okay, let's get to the bottom of this story that it keeps kind of cycling around, right? And um, maybe that interaction wasn't great. Where is it coming from? And seeing if there's what the soul business is between the people. So I hope that you find that helpful in your interactions because I know we're all going through this ascension and this awakening and those that are choosing to really become more awakened um, and see more, you're going to start really seeing a lot of this and hearing a lot of things that go make you go, wait, wait, what's going on there? Or maybe even getting triggered, right? So, so just having other tools to interact with them all. So if you'd like a personal reading, you can book one at ancientbodyworks.co. I think I have one or two more spots left this month. Um, and my books are starting to open for August. So ancientbodyworks.co if you'd like a private session. And every Wednesday at 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, um, I do Akashic Guided Meditations on Zoom. So um, you can uh, email me at Arata at gmail.com. All of this information will be in the show notes um, to have me send you that Zoom link. I am on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash uh, The Infinite Dance. Uh, if you'd like some bonus episodes, also on YouTube, youtube.com uh, forward slash The Infinite Dance, The Akashic Podcast on YouTube, and um, Instagram, I am Ancient Body Works. So that's my um, practice name. And there is a Facebook group to this podcast called The Infinite Dance. If you'd like to join, I'd love to have you there. Um, it's always a nice place to connect and safe space to share your personal story. And if you have a story you'd like to share about your own um, Akashic business and what you were going through maybe you went through something huge during uh, the pandemic and um, please send me um, an email um, I would love to um, share that if that's something that you would be into um, listeners stories I think are great and we all have them right we all have stuff that we've gone through and um by the way, all of my um, readings, if you do book a reading with me, um, they are all the times that get sent to you are Pacific Standard Time. So wherever you are, just know the times that are being sent to you are Pacific Standard Time. And um, continue to ask all the questions. <laughs> and continue to peel back the layers. And continue to ask yourselves and each other May I have this dance. Look forward to seeing you or look forward to um, Tuesday's, next Tuesday's episode.